The following content will include a sharp increase in profanity, particularly the word fuck. Start the show. Gotta let them know. Fuck. Fuck. It's another one of those episodes, man. Already sauced up, too. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black-ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And man, I'm on a different level this week. (laughs) I am fucking pissed. Dude. Now, in case you in case you didn't know, well, you probably don't know unless we tell you. Um, we recording this episode a little earlier than usual. Um, one, we wanted to drop some shit on you before the month is up. Two, um, so we were supposed there was supposed to be a hurricane. Yeah, coming to Houston. Um, it did not. Thank God. So grateful. Um, uh, but you know, even though our hearts go out to our neighbors in East Texas and Louisiana, um, that are, that are still going through it, like Charles, Orange, places like that. Um, and Vider can eat a dick though. Yeah, definitely Vider can eat a dick. Um, and so when, when it looked like we were out of harm's way, Randall hit me up last night. Uh, so I was Call of Dutying with the guys, <laughs> and was like, "We got, we got to get it in. We got a pod, man. We got to, you know." I, and and I, I didn't, I knew he was off, but I didn't know why until I looked at Instagram, and this man was going all the way the fuck in in the Insta stories. This man was, this man was fed up. And I didn't understand why, because I've been plugged into weather models and freaking the fuck out like I do about natural disasters. And when I plug back into the world, I see that the world is twice as batshit crazy as it was in the hurricane zone. When you call the duty world is more normal than the outside world. My God, yes. <laughs> Oh shit! Shout out to my Call of Duty team, man. Shout out to you know Euphonic, Burn, Roy, Andre, you know the crew. But yeah, man, it was that it, when I plugged back into the world and everybody done lost their motherfucking mind. I, dude, I just damn the fact that I had a couple days off in the middle of the week this week meant that I actually had the chance to sit down and process shit. Because, yeah. you, you know, when you're working, especially you're working remotely, you're doing a lot more work than you normally do. You don't really have time to to absorb shit and process it. Sure. And, you know, I, I sat down yesterday and started to watch some basketball. Um, I don't know if we're talking about this now or later. We're, we're going to get into it a little Okay. Later. But in a nutshell, I had time to myself. Yeah. And I had time to think. 
and I just got fed up with, um, you know, everything from the shit around Jacob Blake to people still sending me fucking memes and conspiracy theories about the fucking coronavirus. Like, you motherfuckers. Y'all need a system update. Six months into this shit. And y'all are still saying the same raggedy ass shit. And I just decided, you know what? Not all opinions are correct. Some opinions are right. Some opinions are wrong. Your opinion does not deserve a participation award. And I am no longer interested in having a two-way dialogue with some of you motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck about balance. I don't. Balance is irrelevant to me when it comes to what the facts are. And if your facts come at the expense of my well-being, fuck you. Fuck you and your opinion. Amen. We have to fight. If it's, if it's coming down to that. That's it in a nutshell. I did like 100 IG story entries. So much that they like reset my shit and slid some off the page. He went all the way to fuck in. And I, I support it 100%. Um, I, I don't ever get on like that. People are fed. I'm learning that that people are fed up. Like, like I looked up and realized, looked around and wondered why people weren't freaking out more about a hurricane, about mm-hmm. an enor- what's turned out to be an enormous fucking hurricane. Yeah. Um, especially on what is basically, I believe, the anniversary of Harvey. Yeah, right around three year yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Instead. I saw people wondering if the Texans were going to get another ring. I hate you people. I saw people talking about uh, firing up the grill and uh, uh, putting on some steaks Mm. and drinking beer the whole time. Yeah. I freak the fuck out about these things. I've been through them. They're not fun. They will never be fun. And this time next year, I will have a generator in my home. (laughs) We already got the generator. We already got it plugged up and ready to go just in case shit went down. Because fuck the bullshit. I will say this, and this is not an advertisement. This is just a suggestion. Sure. If you're one of those people who does not, who kind of gets freaked out by weather reports. And again, this is not an advertisement. I I don't know if you know this. There's a site called SpaceCityWeather.com. SpaceCityWeather. Yeah, so I like them. Shout out to Eric and Matt. Yeah. So I like them because, and they say it right there in the title, hype-free forecasts. Hype-free forecasts. They give you the facts. They let you know what it is. They are not trying to scare you. They're also not trying to make you feel overly optimistic about shit. They made me feel a lot better about what was coming. They made me feel very informed about what was coming. And at no point did, did I feel like they were trying to scare the shit out of me. Shout out to uh, Weather Channel's Jim Can Jim Cantori. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck them. He is he is their Jim Cramer. You know yeah. Jim Cramer's jobs to freak out and yell and oh this is what's happening. Uh, Jim Cantori. Fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, Space City weather was amazing. Yeah. You know? So they they really got a lot of people through this, and they got a lot of added followers, and they deserve them. Yep. Uh, so definitely shout out to them; they were wonderful. It's still alarming though when you see certain phrases like "unsurvivable storm surge." Unsurvivable. Oh man, did you see that video where I think it was I think it was one of the maybe it was an official from Galveston who was like, "Look, 
You can stay. Yeah. Don't get hurt. Don't yeah. call 911. Yep. We ain't coming. <laughs> they t- it's sad that they got to tell him that every time. They told, him to, they told him to write their name on a piece of paper, put it in a Ziploc bag with their with their social security number and yep. shit and date of birth so they can identify them when yep. they find them. Yep. Jesus Christ. Um, so we're happy to have got, while it's, it's hard because we're happy to have gotten through and we're happy that we're still here. Um, and, but at the same time, it's heartbreaking to see our neighbors going through it. Um, which is, uh, well, I'll, I'll get, I'll get into that a little more, mm-hmm. uh, in a minute, but first on a positive note, we always like to start off giving flowers. We want to give flowers this week to Annette Grotier, founder of the Shop Docs. Now, the Shop Docs organization is very, uh, um, you can, and you can visit them at theshopdocs.org. Um, this is a very interesting organization. Essentially, what they do is they come to barbershops and they take your blood pressure and they talk to you about um, preventative health care and things you can do in your everyday life to stay healthy and keep your blood pressure down and prevent hypertension while you're waiting to get your hair cut. Um, that alone for me is amazing. They started this in 2016. Um, I'm reading right off the site. I'm, I'm reading this right off the site. The Shop Docs program was founded in 2016 to provide blood pressure testing while men wait to get their hair cut. We provide information on nutrition and exercise to prevent and control high blood pressure and heart disease. Why does this program matter? Minorities, particularly black minorities, suffer from heart disease and high blood pressure more than any other group. However, traditional medicine has failed to address this. We want to be part of the solution. We want to prevent heart disease and help the uh, severe complications related to this illness. And from what I understand, having looked at the social media a little bit and some of the responses, they don't talk down to you. Um, They're not telling you to do it for Big Mama. They're just giving you some real shit and they're meeting you where you're at. And where are most niggas at? A barbershop. You know, and... and, uh, you know, not to put too much a point on it, uh, Miss Annette is fine. So a fine woman walks into the barbershop. They already have your attention. I don't see a downside here, honestly. Honestly, I think it's a, I think it's a genius idea. Yeah, it's pretty brilliant. If there's one place where you have a captive audience, it's a barbershop. Uh, if anyone has ever been to Lavelle's over in South Park. Oh, boy. On a Saturday morning. And you, you, you wait six hours yep. for a haircut. Yep. And you don't leave. Genius idea. Brilliant idea. You and don't it's, it, it's the one place where you feel you 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 know, you, you feel like you can be yourself. Nobody's condescending to you. Well. Well. I mean Well. Oh well, okay, y'all. Nobody's condescending to you. The There's shit shop. talking. There's but shit it's not, talking. But it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. Not everybody's kind of on. You, everybody's yeah. kind of on equal ground. Yeah. You know, no matter what you do, no matter what your status in life, that's why. That's why they called it in that movie, the Black Man's Country Club. Yeah. Because everybody's kind of on an equal footing, and you know, no matter who you are out in the world, you come there and you just a nigga, just like the rest of us. It's the one place where black men will listen to you. One hundred percent. And we'll definitely listen to an attractive young black woman. Yes. 
uh, who wants to get close to us and take our blood pressure. <laughs> I want her to take my blood pressure right now. now you know, young girl, you know. <laughs> that reading's gonna be a, that reading's gonna be a little bit higher than it normally is because you're standing right here with me. Just, just make sure you don't get too close now. Oh man, cause would have entirely too much oh. fun. Cause would oh, have entirely man. too much fun with that. Shit, you think you got? He wait long enough for a cut for him now? <laughs> Shit! Oh man, shout out to shout out to uh, DJ Cosmos. Um, but yeah, uh, flowers to her. Flowers to the shop docs. Uh, they have Instagram and Twitter. Um, um, I, I forgot what Annette's Instagram is on its own, but uh, never mind that. Uh, I was on there for other reasons. Um. <laughs> Uh, humans ain't shit. <laughs> uh, going right into humans ain't shit. Um, I this is now humans ain't shit. This is coming out of what was an impending natural disaster. What is still an impending natural disaster for people uh, next to uh, Houston on uh, in you know southeast Texas and whatnot, and going up isn't, isn't it in Arkansas now. Yeah, that's way up in Arkansas. And by yeah. the time you hear this, it'll probably be further like Mississippi. And yeah, further sure. east. Yeah. Uh it's, it's got a way to go. Um like so one thing, and this is this comes in parts. First of all, being kind in a natural disaster means sometimes you, it, there's some shutting the fuck up you have to do in this. A lot of it. And one of the things I would love for people to shut the fuck up on is the whining about how nothing ha- about how you did all this preparation and nothing happened look just consider you got you 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 paid extra and you got groceries for a few, for for an extra week or two and worst case scenario you're ready for when it does happen you know what's crazy especially in an area where, i mean every area where we've kind of been under pandemic rules for the last 6 months for the most part, I was already ready. Right. I've, I've been in the habit of stockpiling somewhat and being ready for shortages in, in other ways just since March of this year. So it wasn't it wasn't a considerable effort on my part. Right. But the part that gets me is when, like you said, people are disappointed that it didn't hit because they went through all this trouble. Like they were like they were so excited when when Harvey hit us a few years ago. They were not. Y'all were chilling. Y'all didn't seem very happy at all that we got flooded with the worst amount of rainfall. Y'all weren't happy about the curfew. Y'all weren't happy about the curfew after. Y'all weren't really concerned when it was coming. Y'all weren't that concerned. Y'all weren't. Uh, I saw a lot of you niggas uh, looking for somewhere to watch the Mayweather fight. Mm. Really, that was the the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Mm -hmm. Y'all were looking for somewhere to watch racist-ass Conor McGregor get beat up. So yeah, don't don't act don't act brand new now. And the other part of that, I mean, there's a lot involved. But the other part of that is this whining about oh the weather people got it wrong. I can't believe they get paid for this, y'all. Weather changes. Weather is unpredictable. It's not something that you can control. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Uh, weather changes y'all and weather is ever changing that's why they couldn't get a bead on whether or not this was going to hit houston 
until the night before. And and, and also, y'all, the hurricane still it still landed. It still yeah. happened. It just and and the margin of error there. Yeah, it just it it look. You can't blame the meteorologist when the margin of error was like a hundred miles. Yeah, it's like from Galveston to the woodlands. Man, that's not a that's not a that's not a huge margin. That's of error. not a huge margin at all. Like, like the model just had to inch to the left. Yeah, and it was gonna be a wrap. Galveston was going to be blown off the fucking map. And an unsurvivable. Unsurvivable. Didn't it hit five? Category five? It, it tapped five a little okay. bit. But it landed at a four. Category four hurricane. And you're, and you're sad? Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. And there are people that, there are people that cannot go without life-saving electronics for an extended period of time and don't even factor in the fact that the fact that we're black and that there are and that means you have southern black people in your family that just don't believe in evacuation i know i've been there they're just gonna what well where are we gonna go what you gonna do we're gonna we're just gonna stay here and pray everybody got them yep Everybody got them in their family. So, did you want them to be stuck in this shit? Chill the fuck out. Take 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 your W gracefully. Um, and the other thing I wanted to and the other thing I wanted to impress upon people is that just because we're out of the woods for now, because hurricane season is not over, we have at least. Five weeks we have to get through without something trying to blow our fucking city down. Yeah. Um, I want to impress upon people that just because we're out of the woods for now, um, and it doesn't look like anything's on the horizon right now, um, I would like to impress upon you that there are people that need our that need help. There are people that have lost a lot so far. Yes. There are people that are losing a lot. There are people that are risking their lives. And they deserve your support and any contributions you can make. I'm not telling you to drive down there and be a storm chaser. But any donations you can make. And, you know, we'll come. I don't know. I'll come up with some with some with some ways you can go about that. Uh, little googling on my part. Uh, I can tell you not to donate to the Red Cross. Yeah. Um, try to try to look for local charities if you can. Local organizations, local charities. The problem with play, with big organizations like the Red Cross is that a lot of money that you donate to them, uh, and the things that you donate to them don't necessarily go to uh, the disaster areas that you want them to. It go the money goes to overhead. Yeah. Administrative fees. Exactly. You're, you're paying their salary, basically. And you can also, I mean, you can also donate things. You can also donate goods. Exactly. I, I know the last time last time we had a big storm here, um, I, I use it as an opportunity to clean out my closet and, and donate a lot of uh, clothing to a men's shelter. That um, who, It's a two-story shelter, and the, the first floor got flooded. 
Right. So a lot of people lost their clothing, and it's a men's shelter. So I, I, um, you know, I gave clothing to them. You know, gently worn clothing, good clothing, a couple Jordans in there. You know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah, I mean, just just find a way to to make the best of it for somebody else. Cause shit, y'all, we just look. We went through this shit just a few years ago with Harvey. Um, and we go through some kind of flooding at least once a year, every other year. Climate change is a thing. Yeah. And I, it's I, not going away anytime soon. I remember being without power for six days, seven days. Ooh. And, you know, but I also remember my cousin getting his entire home totaled because it flooded. Right. It flooded eight feet high in his house. Jesus so, Christ. So, you know, y'all got to be, y'all got to be. You got to be mindful. Yes. And you got to pay that forward. I'm already drunk, so I'm I'm, I'm losing words. <laughs> I'm still angry. I'm still mad as fuck. Oh, this so. is, oh, 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 this is about oh, this this cup's about to be top heavy. Mm. Um, so just a reminder there. Um, have grace, be kind, as in all things. Um, song of the week in that case. We're gonna go into Anderson Pac. This is lockdown. He dropped this actually kind of at the height of when the Black Lives Matter protests got started this summer. Yeah. Um, There's definitely a message there, and there's definitely the vibe for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good fucking show, man. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. You should have been downtown. The people are rising. We thought it was a lockdown. They opened the fire. Them bullets was flying. Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn lie. Oh my, time heals all, but you out of time now. Judge gotta watch us from the clock tower. Little tear gas cleared the whole place out. I'll be back with the hazmat for the next round. We was trying to protest and the fires broke out. Look out for the secret agents, they be planted in the crowd. Set a civil unrest, but you sleep so sound. Like you don't hear the screams, don't be catching beat down. Staying quiet when they're killing niggas, but you speak loud when we ride. Got opinions coming from a place of privilege. Sicker than the COVID, how they did them on the ground. Speaking of the COVID, is it still going around? Oh, won't you tell me about the looting? What's that really all about? Cause they throw away black lives like paper towels plus unemployment rate. What? 40 million now killed a man in broad day. Might never see a trial. We just wanna break chains like slaves in the south. Started in the north end, but we in the downtown. Riot cops try to block, now we got a showdown. You should have been downtown. The people are rising. We thought it was a lockdown. They opened the fire. The bullets was flying. Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn lies. Someone threw a whole brick in the Neiman Marcus Help me put the whole mannequin
been downtown The people are rising We thought it was a lockdown They opened the fire Them bullets was flying Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn lie Lockdown by Anderson Pac. Um, that's a vibe, man. That it, it's a nice little vibe. It came at the right time. I remember the video for this song. Yeah, it's kind of dope because it, it was a video that it. The narrative was it took place like immediately after a protest that they all participated in. Okay, it was it was kind of dope. Check it out for yourself. Um. Yeah, shout out to Anderson Pac. I like I like he he's got that pocket that he stays in. Yeah. That works with that works with all kinds of content, with all kinds of subject matter. Um, you know, not every artist can do that. If this were Will I Am, this would have turned into some preachy uh, bullshit. Honestly, if this were Jay Z, it would have turned into some preachy bullshit. Woo, more on that later. Uh, more on that later. <laughs> um, let's see what's going on. I always try to keep y'all abreast of podcast news when I can. Joe Budden hmm. has broken up with Spotify. Um, is currently breaking up with. Is breaking up with um, his the contract negotiations. He was saying past uh, September twenty third, day after my birthday, actually. Um, he will no longer exclusive. His podcast will no longer exclusively be on Spotify. And this is a big deal because originally when he got to Spotify, this was one of the biggest podcast deals happening at the time. This is two years ago in 2018. Yeah. Um, and he has been very vocal on his podcast for the past month or two that he's been going through contract negotiations. Um, trying to rene- they, that they were renegotiating his contract. And it was very clear in a cup in an ep- in one episode that um, the contract negotiations did not go the way he thought they should have, and so there's been a lot of speculation and people asking why he was counting down how many episodes were left. That was just the amount of episodes he has left on his contract. Right. Um, this week's episode um, of the Joe Budden podcast, he took the better part of. Um, the second half, at least, of the episode, to explain the timeline of the con- of the two years of his two years at Spotify and how it all kind of culminated in him walking away from a new contract. 
it was very illuminating for podcasters, for content creators. Mm-hmm. This nigga was giving it up. He gave it up. This nigga was giving it all up. For me, it was it was a very familiar conversation because, and he even said it, it mirrors the experience that a lot of people have with the music industry. Facts. Uh, you know, it, it, and it's one of those things where you realize that as a content creator, whatever your whatever your medium or your format is, whenever you present your creation to a wider channel of distribution, there are certain compromises and and and, and I use the word compromise very loosely um, because you, you, you historically you tend to sacrifice a lot right in order to get a, a wider means of distribution. So it was really enlightening to, to hear his experience firsthand because he really broke down in great detail um, you know how something that shows a lot of promise in the beginning can easily get skewed when the people who control the means of distribution um, capitalize on your success and don't want to necessarily share the fruits of that success. Right. Um, he did say something that, uh, that really jumped out to me um, that, that he felt Spotify was poaching his audience. Mm-hmm. That Spotify was just kind of using him to get to his audience and that there wasn't a genuine interest in the product that he was bringing individually right and 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 think about this if you so prior to this spotify let's go before let's let's go before spotify okay what was the dominant streaming tool prior to spotify apple apple it was, it was, yeah, anything Apple, iTunes, yeah. whatever you want to call it, that was, that was the joint to, to listen to stream music on prior to Spotify. Um, and when it came to podcasting in particular, mm-hmm. Apple, for the longest, was the only player. Yeah. And I, I remember in the, the early days of podcasting, uh, the only reliable place to submit a podcast was Apple. That was the only place where people listened to it. And they right. actually said this in the Joe Budden podcast as well. Apple didn't take podcasting seriously because they had not yet figured out a way to monetize it. So for Apple, it was just something that they allowed you to do, which which for Apple brought people to their app. Gotcha. It, it brought people to the iTunes app, even though it's a separate app. Now, at the time, it brought people to the iTunes app. So people who may not normally use the iTunes app are now being introduced to it through podcasts. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Spotify. So when Spotify you know, started coming up in the, in the streaming wars um, and they realized that by introducing podcasting to their platform, they could bring in a ton of people who may not be using that platform. Right. So if you think about Joe Budden having the most popular podcast in the entire Spotify family, think about the possibly millions of listeners to his podcast that aren't using Spotify. They're using another platform. And now that you make him exclusive on Spotify, it forces those people now to go to Spotify to, go to, Spotify. to listen to it. So that's what he means by poaching the audience. Like Spotify knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah, it's great. You know, we, we love the fact that you have, um, 
you know, you have a popular podcast. We want to see you succeed because we want all your customers to be ours. That's and that, and that's to. even after you go away. Correct. So now those people aren't going to. So in the in the two years that Joe Button's fans have been listening to his podcast on Spotify, there's a, a very high likelihood that they've started using Spotify for other things. They've started streaming music on their own. They've started using other services. They're listening to other podcasts now. They're paying for premium so they don't have to hear ads. Right. So they've already got that. So Spotify is like, thank you. So even when you leave, we got what we needed out of you. Right. Um, the other the other thing, and this is going to be a lot of unpack because I think this is important for other people out there that want to create content, and um, particularly black people and or people of color that want to that want to create content in these spaces. Um, the other thing that stood out to me was that he um, was that he got signed around the same time that Amy Schumer was getting signed Uh to do a podcast. Now, he felt a way about celebrities entering the podcast game. And, of course, he's technically a celebrity, but of a different, clearly of a different magnitude than Amy Schumer. Um, And I always agreed with this, that, because, you know, Howard Stern is trying to get into the podcast game now and stuff like that. Yeah. And but, when but celebrities again, enter the podcast game, yeah. but even in Howard Stern's case, he's had, he's done a radio, radio. show forever. So okay, it, so yeah, he's that's a little different. You know, yeah, in his case, he, and I think the argument here is, Amy Schumer is not a podcaster or a broadcaster, and wasn't well, thinking about podcasting right. until Spotify came along. She's just a person with a name, who they wanted to give that exposure to or get exposure by right. using her. And once you enter the content creating game in this way, in the uh, in the podcasting game, you're kind of diluting the market. Mm-hmm. We're not even dilute. Yeah, you're you're skewing the context of what the market is. Right. And so when regular and when regular podcasters, when regular people who are just podcasters who are not celebrities, are trying to leverage for ads. Are trying or for advertising are trying to leverage for these exclusive deals. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have people that are going to go, well, you're not doing no- the numbers that Amy Schumer's doing because I'm not Amy fucking Schumer. Right. I don't have that built-in audience that's going to go wherever I go. Right. Even with Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama's podcast. Now I don't have any problem with Michelle Obama's podcast. Uh, you know, I like it enough, but she has a built-in audience that's going to come with her everywhere right her book was one of the biggest selling books that year right maybe maybe in the past few years one of the biggest selling books of that time people are going to go with her wherever she goes that's something you can't compete with and that's so now you skewed the market to where that market is only looking for celebrity level shit yeah you're not going to have any more overnight overnight blow-up statuses like Jesus and miro you know what I mean? You're not going to have people that are brought in based on the concept. You just it's it's really just a Spotify is just playing for likes at this point. Facts. They just they're just playing for oh okay so we know if someone comes over here for a certain amount of time we'll retain X percentage of listeners when that person is gone. 
So now you've created a class divide in the podcast game when the whole allure of the podcast game and the whole allure of that level of content creating is that it's an even playing field. And so now you so now you create a situation where there are haves and have nots. And it used to be where anybody could get in and anybody, if their content is good, can climb the ladder. Now, don't get it twisted. Now you have to climb past Michelle Obama. Don't get it twisted, y'all. We're 103 episodes deep into the game. Facts. Consistent content. Multiple platforms. Multiple motherfucking platforms. Consistent content. Ever climbing audience. Numbers go up every single month. Merch selling. We are not competing with Michelle Michelle Obama. Obama. No. (laughs) So I I, I think the takeaway from this, and this, this goes all the way back to my days as, you know, an independently managed and distributed artist, musician or whatever. Is that you have to you have to really consider what you want out of it, right? Do you want to and and and, and again, it's not there. There are pluses and minuses to each side. If you want to be in the game to be built up to a Joe Budden or Amy Schumer level, simply so you can have that platform for whatever amount of time, and and just just know that you're not going to get paid whatever your worth is. It'll be more than probably what you're making now. But you're not going to be paid what your worth is. Just know that you're being exploited on that level. If you're fine with that, then fine. Go for it. If you are a person who is serious about the integrity of your content and who wants to have the ability to to carve your own direction, and again, you may not have as large of a platform as a result, just see what's being done on an independent level and, and decide which way it is that you want to go. Um, I'm not going to lie. If somebody dangles a check in front of us, it's going to be a conversation. <laughs> There's going to be a hell of a motherfucking conversation. <laughs> There's going to be a conversation. Ooh-wee! I'm not going to front. But, you know, as of right now, the, the, the content comes first. The content is first and foremost. And everything that has been happening on this side is is not possible without the people who have listened and supported and and those of you who are brave enough to go all the way back to episode 1 my god to so, catch up <laughs> last time we have a we we have somebody that is marathoning through opinions while black and apparently she just got past episode 50 you ain't sick of us yet <laughs> <laughs> shit that's a lot um and she is she has dedicated herself to getting caught up by the end of the year we got to give her her own shirt Real talk. Yeah, I, yeah that's done. That's yeah, done. You gotta get your own shirt for that. She's not gonna. She and, and I, I, I might have her information. She's not gonna know it. Um, but she's got a. She's got some merch coming. Yeah, I, and it's on me. It's fine. I can't listen to my own voice that much. I'm, no, I'm, I'm thankful to you. No. Hey, you made it past episode thirty-seven featuring Craig Lindsay. Oh my God, she made it past the Craig Lindsay episode. <sighs> she made it past. She yeah. made it past some shit. She made it past him, yeah. Damn. I, I think she. I think if, if episode fifty, then she's heard Craig Lindsay at least twice. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Um, she's been through the euphonic episodes. We barely made it through those. 
Um, and and don't be mistaken. Once once this Corona shit evens out a little more, they're gonna be guests again. Yeah. Um, I'm working and I'm working on uh some concepts for opinions while Black After Dark. Mm. We haven't forgotten about y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but it, 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 back to the button thing, and the other thing that got me is that. Even Joe Budden is not getting paid his worth. Right. The first year he said that he that it that he was supposed to be give, given a bonus mm-hmm. if he stayed number one for a year straight, which he did. Yep. And he got no bonus. Not only that, they tried to give him they they tried to offset the bonus by saddling him with these bum ass ads. That just did not work out for BET shows that he obviously did not give a fuck about, Mm-mm. and then tried to gift him Rolexes. Yeah, but then when he picks, when they let him pick out the Rolexes he want, they wanted. They were like, nah, nah, not 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 that one. They said they weren't paying for those. Yeah, we're not paying for that. And they tried to give him used Rolexes, uh, which is some bum ass shit. And just <laughs> that's a bum ass shit to be treated. That's a bum ass way to be treated. That is. When you're wow. a black person, if, I, there's just a lot wrong with that. There's a lot wrong with being given a company gift that is some used shit. Yeah. That, that's wrong. That is wrong. If I left Half Price Books and they gave me a pen with no ink because the <laughs> CEO, and they gave me that little traditional five-year pen with no ink, because the motherfucking CEO had written, had been writing with it for a year, I'd hit the roof. I'd tell everybody to suck my dick and walk away. I would. <laughs> right then. That would have been my last day on the fucking job then. But I'm going to still take that pen, though. I will take the pen. It's a nice pen. Uh, I did. I just kind of like the, the, the little... They gave me a pen uh, for 10 years. And it was. Uh, they gave it to me in a nice old wood case. Yeah. Um, with a little pre, pre-thought out, pre-written gift card from the boss, um, that was clearly photocopied and sent to everybody. The half price books get automated. Card? Uh, no, it was okay. a, it was like a greeting card thing. Okay, I was gonna say um, if they gave you a gift card to your job. They do. That's some fly shit. They do. <laughs> okay. They gave uh, this was like seventy five dollars or something. Oh shit! I blew all that shit. Shit. That's how I got so many fucking books now. Shit. I blew all that shit. Um, but I think this is just a lesson in what it's like out there in the industry and what it's like to lever to be to try to leverage your worth in a in a in an arena where worth is still being is either still being determined by people that will probably never see. Mm-hmm. Because there is no hard information about what how much a stream is worth, um, and an arena where it's still experimental, so people are just kind of using you for data, so they can make build a better product that will have nothing to do with you or 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 what your product brings to the table. Right. Um. So I just thought a lot of that was kind of amazing, and. First of all, the 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 nerve and the level of don't give a fuck it takes to spend half of your show dragging Spotify 
exclusively on Spotify? On Spotify. He didn't say anything that was outside of his NDA. He didn't. It's and, true. And shout out to just taking a stand and, and knowing that, you know, I may not know what's coming to me after this, but I know that y'all ain't paying me what I'm worth. Real talk. And him saying that, you know, the the podcast takes like six hours out of his week. He They, they do two, three-hour episodes per week. Right. And it takes the most time, but pays him the least out of all the ventures that he's involved that in. That he does. Complex so, pays him more. Yeah, so it's like... Uh, Not complex. Uh, um, uh, revolt. Revolt. Of all people. Right. <laughs> Diddy pays him more. <laughs> and Diddy don't pay anybody shit. That, and I, I aspire to the level of don't give a fuck that Joe, Bi- that Joe Biden, Joe Budden... Uh, well, I mean, same thing. <laughs> Biden's got a level of don't give a fuck, too, but that's a different story. I mean, I have a level of don't give a fuck that probably rivals his, but I also don't have the money. I don't have that bag. <laughs> that takes a lot of bag. I give a fuck ain't quite the same. Um, I didn't know he, I didn't know he passed on a possible title deal. Cause I thought that would be the next logical place to go, even though title's bleeding money at this point. He's already, okay, look. Title is owned by Jay-Z. Yeah. Jay-Z once owned Def Jam. He did. Joe Budden has already had experience with yeah. Def Jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe Budden was out there promoting. He even said this in the podcast, I think. Yeah. I, but this is just kind of a notoriously funny story. Like, you know, when you sit down with labels, they tell you what singles you're going to push to help push the record. Right. And back when his first album came out, he was out there pushing Pump It Up. Right. And the label was like, "Okay, he's gone, y'all. We actually, we're actually gonna push this other song. We're, oh. we're, gonna, we're gonna push, put it on me." Oh, <laughs> that job I do remember he said that. Yeah. yeah. So, so he he kind of knows what it's like to be fucked by the industry. You've been in the music industry any amount of time. You've taken the shaft. It just reminds me of that skit from "Kiss the Game Goodbye," Jada jerking, Jay jerking niggas. They were trying to they they were trying to give him the little uh, they were trying to give they were trying to trade his Honda Civic in for a new Honda Civic with with the little uh, with the little chrome fake spinner rims and shit. Um, so uh, salute to Joe Budden. Um, he's good. I mean, this is a nigga who, as a podcaster, is gonna flourish. As a podcaster, he is still kind of the template for the come up. I've never, I very rarely have I seen anyone come up like this, short of like Charlemagne. You know, the Breakfast Club got a, got like a Radio City, got a, got a Radio City Hall of Fame award or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. For lifetime achievement, some some bullshit. Okay, somebody paid for that one. And and they got it at the same time as like Angie Martinez. They just handing this shit. Out. That's just wrong. That's wrong. I don't like that. Angie is a queen out here. Um, it, no, that you no. Know, a, a lot of things about the Breakfast Club. Yeah, that don't work for me. Anyway, uh, what else is going on? Let's see. Future and Lori Harvey broke up. Um, Lori, watch your DMs. <laughs> Niggas been waiting. I love that women. I love that women are saluting Lori Harvey because she made it out of a future relationship with Dude, no baby. Like that is actually a cause for celebration. <laughs> that is a cause for celebration. Honestly, I was starting to think that was the plan. 
I'm not gonna lie to you. I was starting to think she was trying to get in on that 18 years. In which case, you know, that's frightening. That 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 is scary. That's frightening. That is scary. We don't need future multiplying like he is. Um, uh, what else is going on? Oh, speaking of Jay Z, fucking oh. run. <laughs> Tell him why you mad. Rock Nation is producing uh, television now. And the program that they have produced, isn't this going on like Peacock? The Peacock Streaming Network, which is NBC's streaming site. Peacock is off to an awkward start. They actually have some good programming on there, though. Yeah? They really do. I know you said Brave New World is good. Yes, I, I, I've already forgotten that I watched it, but yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, you said it was Brave pretty New good. World's pretty good. No, it's got like the whole NBC catalog and some other stuff. Um, I think there's Showtime stuff on there, too. I get it for free, so I'll probably yeah. use it to watch like Battlestar Galactica. That's, that's my it, shit. I get it for free also. Which yeah. I'm not going to pay for it. Yeah, I'm not paying. Uh, yeah, I would never pay for Peacock. Um, so, Rock Nation has a, a show coming to Peacock, I guess, called Knots and Crosses. Now, what this show is, is it's one of these um, uh, historical fiction, kind of future vision, alternate, alternate, al- alternate future kind of joints. Mm-hmm. Where um, Africa, instead of England colonizing Africa, Africa colonized the UK. So everyone gets to walk. So now everyone, England looks like Wakanda. Kind of. I call it White Man's Burden, the series. Oh, damn. I forgot about White Man. The John Travolta joint? Yes. Okay. With Harry Belafonte. That's almost, you know what? Now that you said, that's exactly right. So, basically, now it's turned into where Africans are oppressing white people, and white people are planning an uprising or something. Um, why the fuck did we need this? Let me tell y'all before y'all say anything. Let me tell y'all why I have a problem with this show. You might think it's cute to see what, the, what, what it would look like if the tables were turned and white people were the underprivileged class and black people were the ones in power. Y'all might think it's cute. The problem that I have with this show is that it presumes that regardless of the ethnicity, that people in power are inher- inherently evil and oppressive. And what that does is what it does is, y'all, is that it removes the burden of responsibility from what Europeans have done over the last several centuries in terms of, of imperialism and colonialism. And it does not, it, it basically excuses them for any atrocities that they committed because the argument on this show clearly states if that, that if, if whoever's in power, they would do the same shit. Would do the same shit. That is the problem that I have with it. The assumption is problematic. Now, I will say that I have always felt like I I have always felt like any empires aren't empires because they do noble shit. Correct. I have always felt like if if there's a everybody I've ever known that had a statue erected in their honor was probably a son of a bitch. Whoever has a statue killed people. 
Obviously. Show me. I don't care who you think it is except for MLK. I mean, MLK might have bodies, but I'm just saying. If, if, any, if any old white person has a statue, they've killed people. Having said that, when it comes to this particular topic, this, like Randall said, this takes the onus of responsibility away from white people and white supremacy yes. because now you're derailing the conversation. You're right. Because it's not that way, it's this way, and we have to deal with this way right now because people are dying because it's this way. So, showing us what the other way might be like is super problematic. It's not that way, and it ain't going to be that way anytime in the foreseeable future. We have to deal with the right now. It's tone deaf. It's tone deaf to come out in the height of Black Lives Matter. Um, no one asked for this. Nobody asked for this just like they had asked the Game of Thrones motherfuckers to uh do that to to do that Confederacy shit. Right. That's why they ain't doing it. Like we just finished dragging them for the, for even for even attempting to do that shit. And and y'all somehow allowed this to sneak off the ground. We already got a whole ass trailer for this shit. The other thing that this the other thing that this raises is Do we get to have the conversation about Jay Z being a sellout now? Bro. When he said a few months ago that we're 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 past kneeling, is this what he meant? This is what he meant. Is this is is, is this the, the the steps forward we need to take? He meant that they were going to create a fictional world in which Africa colonized Europe, yet still speaks the king's English. <laughs> oh, that was the that 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 hurt. Now I realized that part of this was probably BBC. Probably BBC involved because mm -hmm. I saw a lot of British actors mm -hmm. there. Um, however, there's nothing keeping British actors from learning African languages. You know how I know this? And there's nothing keeping anybody, any black people from learning African languages. And I know this because Jay Z's wife, Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter, just came out with a project called Black is King. Say that title one more time. Black is King. That is the blackest fucking title ever for anything that has and ever will appear on Disney+. Plus. Just came out with a project called Black is King on Disney+, Plus that was void of the white gaze that featured actual African actors speaking African languages and some non-African actors speaking African languages. It was fine. It didn't get lost in translation anywhere. There, there was, there was Africa. There was actual African art being highlighted, and everybody wasn't walking around in fucking dashikis like, uh, like the knots and crosses bullshit. Why didn't you take some notes from your wife? Why didn't you? And now, Oz, here's the argument. The okay. argument The argument is going to be, it's distributed by Rock Nation. Jay-Z didn't have anything to do with the production. He had to sign the check. Bing! He had to sign the check. Bing, bing! Whenever I sign a check for anything, I, I want to know where it's going. I want to know what it's going to. I want to I want to know where the money goes. Nobody is handing you... And because the level of actors and the level of production that I saw in this project 
a great deal of money went into production. There, there's here. a budget behind it. There's a real budget. Nobody signs a blank check for that level of budget and doesn't know where the money's going. Sorry. They don't. Sorry. It's not it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen with black people. Definitely not. Definitely especially. Black people don't write blank checks for shit. Well, uh, uh, depends post, on your relationship. I, I was going to say, post-dated check. You know <laughs> uh, I used to do that, you know. It depends on your relationship. Sometimes I've been that nigga to pull, to pull, out, a water, pull out a water cash, and she just, mm-hmm. she just be like, get, come on, come on. Just, just no, no. Not, not give it up, Big Daddy. Not in the cash app era. <laughs> yeah, I would say not now. <laughs> um, this is a fail. This is, a, this is an institutional failure on Jay-Z's part. Um, this gives me less confidence in Jay-Z advising the NFL. Hmm. This gives me less confidence in Jay-Z as a brand. Um, between this and the entrepreneur bullshit he put out with Pharrell, black man, black man. Hmm. Um, I, and don't get me wrong. I've said before that Jay-Z's, that Jay-Z's bread and butter has been his, of his content has been dope man logic flourishing in white spaces but there's a difference there's that this is just carlton banks levels of obliviousness i don't understand what's happening to jay-z at this I, I point like candace owens was the executive producer the <laughs> but no she wouldn't have that many black people and shit like no, no candace owens wouldn't do any shit no this will be starring martin freeman yeah no, no this is this is like an umar johnson wet dream yeah no um you know, and and this is this is a disappointment. It's a disappointment to where Jay Z's brand has gone. I never, I knew he was coming up, and I knew he wasn't going to be a dope man in white spaces anymore. But being a respectability bot is just beyond the pale. And this is, I, you know, I, I have no, I have no inclination to watch this shit. Um. It won't even get a live tweet out of me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not interested at all. He and Beyonce got to be sleeping in separate beds at this point. She I got, mean, she got to look at him like, "Nigga, what is you doing?" And what hurts is that there are people with way less doing way more. Michaela Cole turned down a million from Netflix. Yeah, to do "I May Destroy You." On her on her terms, a powerful show. Did you watch the finale? By the way, I did. I did. She went. I have to say, she stuck the landing. She did. I, I have to process it one more time. Yeah, but she stuck the landing. I, I had to process it a couple of times. It, it, it kind of threw me off guard because it was a slightly different tone. Yeah, from the rest of the season, the but, formula was definitely different. Yeah, but I mean, she she nailed it. I. And it's one of those. And it's one of those kind of seasons. I compare it to Atlanta in the way that. Um, Atlanta's first season, if the show had stopped there, yeah, I would have felt 100% fulfilled. I agree. Yeah, this, this and this is actually a show where I really do, I, I really, I know it won't, but I really hope that this story stops where it did. I agree. I think it, I think it reached a good stopping point. Um, I know it's her story, basically, so it, I, there might be more story to tell, Yeah, but it stopped on a note that felt complete. Yeah. Um, that's why when I saw it said it just said end, I was like, that's a perfect way to just yeah stop that flat. Yeah. It said so many things and 
it highlighted so many things and it made so many people uncomfortable in a good way. Oh, man. It made so many people uncomfortable. Um, that It was brilliant. It was brilliant. And like I say, J- M- Michaela Cole is not doing Jay-Z Rock Nation numbers in, in, in the bank account. So I know there are people doing there that have way less. They're doing way more than fucking knots and crosses bullshit. So yeah, fuck Rock Nation for that. Um, what else we didn't get to? Oh, so AMC is trying to is trying to get the movie theater industry going again. They're opening up theaters with fifteen cent movies. Mm. Is it worth it? That's some Hansel and Gretel shit, right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going. It's not worth it. I am. I'm not paying fifteen cents. Those those theaters aren't clean when there's not a pandemic. Fifteen cents is not an incentive for me. That and, and to me, that that's a cry for desperation. One hundred percent. If, if y'all were bold enough to still charge full price for your tickets, I would just be like, okay, so y'all might be doing something. Fifteen cents means, uh, just I mean, that's that's I'll suck your dick prices. Yeah. <laughs> I need to bring the air horn. I'm bringing the air horn back next week. I'm bringing the air horn back. Oh shit! It's true. That's how sucking dick prices. Oh man, yeah. Um, you know, I'm still, I'm still heavily on the fence about about going back to the movies. Um, thing is, I have not been in a in an enclosed space, enclosed public space. For two and a half hours, uh, since maybe February of this year, and, yeah, and you know, obviously there are there are concerns about being in a space with potentially dozens of other people all breathing at the same time, not moving. Look, it, when I when I'm at the store, when I'm at the grocery store, that once a week or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm moving to that bitch fast. Right, right. I'm moving through fast. I ran into an ex's brother, and we always we we've always been on good terms. We're always cool. It was weird being that close to him because I just happened to run into him, yeah, and look up and see that was him. And we didn't know the protocol. We it was it was clearly instinctive on both of our parts to try to touch or dap up, and we both. Jumped back, yeah. It just kept it. It just kept it moving, and it was weird. Um, I can't imagine going to a movie theater that is not designed for social distancing in any sense of the word. Um, and there being less seats in the movie theater, yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna put those little partitions, yeah. They're gonna put a seat in between yeah, everybody. Yeah, they're gonna put a seat between everybody. Um, um, people trying to reinvigorate their industries is more and more consisting of uh, trying to make social distancing out of places that are not designed for social distancing. I was I was playing Call of Duty with one of my home with one of my homeboys, uh, uh, and he was you know he's a he's a little younger he's a he, he's in college, and he was he just got back to school, and we asked him how first day back was, and he was like. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm really considering just having to leave this semester, leave this semester the fuck out. Mm. Cause he's on campus. He stays on yeah. campus, 
And he was like, they've tried to implement little things about social distancing and masks and all that shit. But you can see at every turn that social distancing, that, that kids, college kids are not designed for social distancing. Nope. And this has been the problem with schools from college all the way back to elementary school trying to reopen is that if college kids who are basically adults who are trying to fuck who are trying to fuck aren't built for social distancing high school kids who are twice as horny definitely aren't built for social distancing right um middle schoolers who are just trying to have a fucking good time with their friends and don't really have shit else to do but be up under each other in between classes Definitely aren't built for social distancing. Right. There's no way. And in a college setting, when you have those big classrooms that are well over 30 people, a lot of them, <laughs> you can only social distance a lecture hall so much. Yeah. You can only social distance dorms so much. You would have communal showers and shit. Ooh, I forgot about the communal showers. Damn. Yeah, man. You can only you can only implement social distancing so much, and honestly, it's not even they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're, the reopening is a bad idea. They're just trying to justify the amount of money you're paying in a semester. Yeah, when they could easily just do all of this remotely, especially on a collegiate level. On a collegiate level, especially when you're already paying out the ass for books. Mm. They're trying to justify all these prices because college is an industry now. Yeah. College is a business now. And so much of and, and so much of that money goes into overhead, it goes into staffing. And they're trying to keep their business open at the cost of people's health. Mm-hmm. And the problem there is the problem on a state on a on a state legislature level. Because we obviously have people in power, Greg Abbott, who are only concerned about a dollar sign and about the amount of money they're spending on shit like unemployment and what have you. Yep. Um, which is why they didn't want to. They didn't want to go the rest of the way on Trump's uh, four hundred dollar plan. Uh. Um. Which they're taking that money out of FEMA. That's a hor- that's horrible timing. You know. That's horrible timing. That, that, I'm gonna t- I, look. I'm gonna take the check regardless. But that's terrible timing. It's not terrible timing when you stage another disaster and then just tell people, "Oh shit, oops, oops." Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, the, the the this is so yeah, the movie theater is just another sector that is trying desperately. To get people physically in a building at the cost of people's health, what's why can't they pay? For, why can't they come up with some kind of streaming plan? Come up with a streaming plan because they're trying to save the movie theaters as an industry. And once you do streaming, you they're, already know. Once you they're trying streaming, to justify overhead, yeah, yeah, fuck up, man, fuck that. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not also, even I'm, to see Black Widow. I'm also not paying thirty dollars to see Mulan. Exactly. I don't care if Donnie Yen is in it. I, I kind of care that Donnie Yen's in it, but I'm not paying thirty dollars. If y'all charge me regular movie ticket price to see it, I'd be you know yeah. I'd pay ten dollars. Charge me, charge me like a I, like like 
what is the place called? I I I movie. I I pick. I pick. Charge me that for Black Widow. Yeah, I'll go see that shit. Yeah, but y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all crazy. Y'all wild. Um, I wanted to highlight a person who's not on the shut the fuck up list, but a newcomer to the shut the fuck up arena. Okay. Her name is Kim Klasik. Okay. Uh, she was running for something in Baltimore, in Maryland. Um, uh, bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was running for a public office in Baltimore. She is a black Republican woman. She is attractive. Uh, she was apparently at the Republican convention, which I did not watch for obvious reasons. And she does not have a brain in her fucking head. Not a single goddamn brain cell in her head. I And, and no, it's not because she's a woman. It's because she's stupid. Uh, I just saw her campaign video of her walking around walking around Baltimore in a red dress and pumps on concrete. Uh, that must have been the most uncomfortable yeah. uh, video to film of all time. And basically walking around cherry-picked, dilapidated parts of Baltimore <laughs> and blaming it all on the Democrats. Um... And talking about the murder rate and the crime rate. And she didn't say it, but she definitely alluded to black on black crime. Oh, she she got she was very careful with it. She said six sixty something percent of the population of Baltimore is black. And something like and the majority of them, thirty eight percent of them, something like that. Yeah. Experience some type of crime. What about our community? We say black don't do you do black lives matter to you? Then shouldn't your community? All of this is dog whistling. All of this is Republican dog whistling, uh, apologist coon dog whistling of the highest order. Well, um, and the, go ahead, go the, ahead. The thing that that gets me about her and people like her is that yeah, you know it's 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 cool, to, and a lot of their criticisms of the Democratic Party, just like criticisms of the Republican Party. Or ballot. You can say that, yes, these political parties have not done their just due to black people or whatever. And again, but there are two key things that are missing out of that statement. Number one, everything that happened to Baltimore is not because of Democrats. No. First and foremost. Um, Baltimore, just like every other major city in the United States, has a long, complicated history between the black citizens of that city and the city itself, going back to to decades and decades of history. Number two, what is missing from this criticism, and again, I I challenge people who, who challenge Republicans on their policies as well, is a plan. What will you do in contrast to what the, the Democrats have done? That's something that, and again, if you're, if you're working for my vote, all right, cool, you, you, you're telling me all this shit. What exactly are you going to do? That doesn't involve you coming in and gentrifying the neighborhood and kicking all the black people out, which is what y'all tend to do. What is your plan of action in order to fix this? 
And I have zero confidence that she has a plan right. for any of that. If I take my car into the shop and the mechanic in the shop tells me, yeah, whoever was the last person that worked on this car fucked it up. Thank you for telling me that. So what are you going to do to fix my car? That mechanic is going to tell me I need to do this, 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 and this. That's what's missing from people like her and Candace Owens and the little light-skinned twin dudes and, and all these motherfuckers who hate black people um, and Terry Crews is an actual plan of, in contrast to what's already been done, this is what I'm going to do. And they, this is the result that I'm going to get from it. They just want to make you afraid of it. They mm-hmm. just want to tell you who's to blame for it. Yep. That does not help anyone. Fear has no place. I'm sorry I got loud for no reason. Fear has no place in here. That was part of my rant yesterday in that all these motherfuckers are motivated by fear without, 100%. without a tangible plan of action whatsoever. That shit will not work for me. I'm not scared of your bitch ass. Nor am I. I'm not scared of the boogeyman. Nope. I'm not scared that the, the, the world and the city and the state and the country and all this is going to go to hell just because these people are doing this. The difference between what you talk about and, and, and this is kind of a difference between Republicans and, and Democrats. Now, mind you, y'all, I am in no way saying that the Democratic Party is perfect. No, not at all. It's just that the approach that the two teams take are very different. At least the Democrats are willing to talk to me. The Democrats are willing to talk to me, and they're, they're willing to promise me things that they may not come through on. For various reasons. For various reasons. Um, Republicans will at least tell me straight up front that a lot of the shit they believe in is in direct contrast to to my best interest. The Republicans don't fuck with me in the first place, so I have no expectations of them. I don't have expectations of people that don't fuck with me. Um, So I have no reason to communicate with them. I have no reason to communicate with a party whose leader um, potentially wants to punch me in the face. I wish. Ooh, I wish. (laughs) <laughs> I wish. <laughs> man, what dude, come on, man. Let's try it. Ooh. I do kind of wish I, I do kind of wish <laughs> sit, uh old cinnamon Hitler would try to Ooh, would try damn. to fight me. Oz. But you don't want these hands, Oz. Oh yeah. Is that right? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna Dan- whip that ass. Call Dana. I'm gonna whip that ass. Call Dana. Call Dana White. <laughs> Man, you ain't got to call Dana White. Somebody just turn on, just turn on, just just record this on your phone. <laughs> live, like Facebook Live this hoe right now. I'm just saying, I want Dana White to sign me for that one. Let's go to Fight Island. I would actually let this nigga take a full swing at me, and I won't flinch. It, it, you know, remember how you used to do it back in the day? Like, oh, like, hell like, yeah. Like, you and your homie, like, uh, you know, the knockout I, game. Yeah, I'll let you hit me. You can't flinch, but I got to get to hit you back. Hell I'll let yeah. him take a full running swing as long as I get to swing back on his bitch Ooh. ass. If he swing anything like he shake hands, he's in trouble. Um, so, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. We are 
are back. Yes. We are black. Yes. We are opinionated. Certainly. And we are drunk. I'm like legit this time. I'm just drinking it straight at this point. Yeah, I oh. Um It's time for white people must be stopped. Skirt, skirt. Um White people been fucking up on a high level this week. White people really really been going for the gusto. Um first of all, uh NBC News uh re- reported that Usain Bolt <laughs> caught coronavirus now we are not laughing at usain bolt catching coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) what we are laughing at is that the graphic that came with the article was a graphic of kevin hart (laughs) and not who is categorically not usain bolt in every shape form and fashion of the word let me tell you it is one thing to think we all look alike. Kevin Hart ain't in the same facial structure. No. Height, build, weight, nothing as Usain Bolt. I, Not even close, bro. You were a journalism major. I am. I was. And... and one thing that I know, again, this is NBC, one of the top news organizations in the world. You telling me that they don't have access to a database of images. Think about how you almost have to intentionally fuck up to, to stumble across a photo of Kevin Hart when looking for Usain Bolt. You have to, the only way that you can fuck that up is if you actually typed in Kevin Hart instead of Usain Bolt. Let me tell you what happens when I write an article about someone. I have windows open. I'll open a window. I will Google that person's name. I will open another window. I will enter their name into Wikipedia. I have their Wikipedia page up. I have Google with any amount of news on or about them. Mm-hmm. Presumably, at least one of these articles or Wikipedia entries will come with a graphic. Yes. So right there, I know the face of the person I'm discussing. I do this when I come up with the stuff we're going to talk about for this program. I do this while I'm talking about anyone. Randall, anytime we're anytime we're talking about a person, we'll Google that person. Yes. So we have a look at who the fuck we're talking about. I am looking at Usain Bolt right now. I just typed in the word Usain, and in this entire front page, I see nothing but photos of Usain Bolt. The only photos of Kevin Hart are accompanied by a caption that says, somebody fucked up. <laughs> and confused Usain Bolt with Kevin Hart. There, there are zero Kevin Hart photos to be found. So I am to assume, just from my the way I do things, that whoever was writing this article did not take the time to Google the person that they were talking about at all, and they they pass this off to a bum ass copy editor. 
who was trying to get the fuck out of the office, probably had shit to do, was probably doing some hurricane prevention, I don't know what the fuck. But they had to try to fuck this up. I don't know. That I don't know. That looks like him. Run it. I mean, in no... Sh- sh- like, this is the bummiest of bummy of copy editors who pulled this. <laughs> Has to be. I refuse to believe that a journalist, that, that, that someone in, in, in an honest profession such as journalism fucked up by themselves this way. Um, you really have to believe that all black people look alike. This is idiotic. It was idiotic. This was not a black person that did this, y'all. Um, no, not at all. There's no, there was no Jamal in that newsroom. <laughs> there's that, not that, a single Jamal. There wasn't even a Troy in nope. the newsroom. Nope, not a one, not a Trey, none of that. Um, what else has been happening? Oh, Jacob Blake. We have to talk about Jacob Blake. We have to talk about Jacob Blake. Uh, um. Now I was getting caught up on this. I caught the, the I, I I was getting caught up on this today when I was plugging back into the world. Mm. Apparently, the bullet points. There was a there was a disturbance. There were there were two women having a domestic dispute. Right. This gentleman, Jacob Blake, was trying to break up the domestic dispute. Correct. While the cops were on the way, the cops arrived and start hassling him. By the way, he's in the car with his wife and three kids. Has wife and kids in the car and stops to break this little yeah. feud up. Now, we don't know the circumstances of him getting to that point of breaking them up. Okay. But what we do know is that he was breaking up a fight. His wife and kids were in the car. The cops arrive. Um, the cops start harassing him. Right. He, I've, and I, I'm ashamed, I've been this person before, and I've known people who were this person before. He walked away. Right. He, and I, and I saw the video. And I, I only watched the video because I know that he lived. Otherwise, I would have been. Right. He, he walked away. He walked from one side of the car around the front to the driver's side, getting in the car. And as he approaches, his, you could tell that the cops were, like, yelling whatever at him. And he had this look like, why are y'all fucking with me? I'm not doing shit. And they followed him all the way to the car door, and he tries to get into his car. And as he opens the door to get into his car, one cop grabs him, tases him, while another cop shoots seven, seven shots in his back. Mind you, his wife is in the passenger seat. His children are two feet away in the back seat of the vehicle as their father is getting lit up by the cops. This is bullshit. This is some bullshit. Clearly unarmed. His hands were up. Hands were up to display that he was unarmed. Walking away from them. Walking away from them, from the situation. Clearly looking like, y'all sh- y'all need to shut the fuck up talking to me. And got and got shot. And got lit up for times. that. Um, it, it, we, it, we know this story. We, we've seen this movie. We've read this book. The fact that the cops were more were more consumed with what he was doing as opposed to the two women that are fighting. The cops shot him because he did not do what they wanted him to do. 
even though he was posing no direct threat to them. And here's what's whatsoever. scary. If they were the... Now, wait. Were the women black or white? I, I don't know. We don't know? Okay. I don't even think it matters. I, probably not. They were probably black, but... Because what fucks me up is if they were that ready to shoot him, if he hadn't been there to break up the scenario until the cops got there, I 100% believe they would have tried to shoot one of these women. They would have. Maybe both. I And, and that's, that's where we've gotten with law enforcement, with this whole defund the police. And that was another thing that... Uh, uh, dumb ding badass broad Kim Klasick was talking about with defund the police. She went and cherry picked a bunch of low information people in the neighborhood and asked them about should they defund the police. And their answers were the answers of people that have no idea what defunding the police actually means. Right. It doesn't mean the absence of law enforcement. It means rebuilding the concept of law enforcement from the ground up. As far as training, as far as how we evaluate people that we put in these positions, so forth and so forth. That's and this is and this situation just highlights one of the reasons she's a fucking bum that we should just try not to engage with. But that's way beside the point. Um, as a result of these, uh, as a result of this shooting, um, protests broke out. In where is this? Kenosha? Kenosha, Washington. Kenosha, Washington. Okay. Protests erupt, as they do now. Um, they got a little intense, and a 17-year-old a boy shows up on scene. Kyle Rittenhouse. Say his name. Kyle Rittenhouse. Obviously a white boy. We gotta describe it, though. We gotta describe it, though. With, said, an, he, with an AR. With an AR. He's, he's 17 years old. And he's like a... They said he's like a police cadet or he wants to be a police cadet or something. Right. Anyway, the cops over there know him. Some ROTC motherfucker. His mother has to drive him over there to the scene and drop him off. Like, like most people have their parents drop him off at the movies or some shit. Right. This dude's mom dropped him off at, at, a, at a protest with an AR-15. Because he wanted to be there to make sure things don't get violent. Mom dropped him off. Mom also gave him the gun. Have a good time, honey. Have a good time. Call me when you're done. Do you have extra rounds? Okay. Call me when you're done. Don't use that rubber shit. Is your, is your phone charged? Only live ammo. Okay. Okay. Mommy loves you. Did you eat? Do you need a snack? Okay. You know how your blood sugar is. All right. All right. Don't stop at Burger King on the way home. Don't touch any blacks. Stay away from those niggers. Um, look. Shows up and starts opening fire on people. Um, I did not... I, now, I did... Uh, someone sent me the footage today. Apparently, there's new footage that came out. It's not terribly graphic or else I wouldn't have watched it. Um, in which there are people clearly on the, on the ground from being shot. Um... In fairness, they finally arrested this guy. They arrested him. They arrested him eventually. Uh, I mean, you know, the, but see, here's the, the fucked up part about it is that, again, this kid killed two people, injured a third person. Okay, two people did die. Okay. Yeah, and, and at some point, at some point, 
he we don't know if this is before or, or after the shooting or whatever like he's high-fiving the police they're giving him water and shit they're like thank you for coming out and helping us uh you know um and it, and it, 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 it it's it's one of the things that kind of sent me over the edge the other day uh, because it, it takes me back to, if you go back to old photos of like the 30s, 40s, and 50s when, mm-hmm. when, when black people were being lynched out in the open and you had things like citizens patrols where white citizens in the city took turns and they were required to almost, took turns patrolling the areas looking for black people and, and they were they were given the right to detain um arrest and even kill black people under suspicion of doing anything mm-hmm. it, it takes you back to that kind of shit and the the what really really pissed me off was that when people talked about when they initially talked about the protests from that night and they were just saying shit like protest ends in two deaths blah 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 and you know the presumption from some some type of headline like that is that as a result of the protesting, people right. died. They didn't very clearly say. And I'm bl- I'm even blaming CNN for this shit. They didn't very clearly say this little white 17 year old motherfucker started lighting up people who were peacefully protesting. They didn't say that. There's everything wrong with this situation, and as a result, again, as a result, the um. There was a the the NBA this 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 just hit the NBA bubble, and we had teams that were supposed to that were supposed to play last night. We're recording this on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, that were supposed to play last night that did not play. Right, um, and, and actually that was initiated. It started with the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee is in Wisconsin. Okay, uh, they. They didn't announce this to anyone, and the players did this. This was not done on the actions of, like, team management. Right. The players decided that they were not going to take the court mm-hmm. that day. So the Orlando Magic, who they were playing, they were on the court, and they were just kind of standing there like, okay, so this is weird. Mm-hmm. And about three minutes before a game, the Orlando Magic players also left the court. And people went to go find the Milwaukee Bucks. They were in the locker room with the door closed. Why were they in the locker room with the door closed, you ask? Because they were on the phone with the attorney general and the lieutenant lieutenant governor of Wisconsin Mm -hmm. talking about the Jacob Blake situation and talking about actionable items they could take to address this shit. Right. And they decided that they were not going to entertain any of you motherfuckers on this day. Facts. As residents... Of a community that is directly affected by this, it would have been tone deaf for them to go out there and tap dance for your bitch ass. And pretty soon, all the teams that were on the schedule for yesterday followed suit and decided, again, this is the players doing this, not the management. Be very clear about this. That's a powerful statement in that the actual players took it upon themselves to say, fuck the whole system. Fuck TNT. Fuck NBA TV. Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith on air. On air said, I don't feel like I should be here today. It is not right for me to be here. I'm not in the right mind. My thoughts are with the players. I stand with them. This man unplugged his microphone in the middle of his statement and was like, I'm I'm out. And walked the fuck off. That's powerful. It's powerful. WNBA 
WNBA did not play. The Major League Baseball, they started canceling games yesterday. That's huge. As of today, (laughs) as of today, the National Hockey League canceled their games for today. Get the fuck out of here. In solidarity of it. Get the fuck out of here. You know, white people everywhere are losing their collective shit right now. NFL's still going to play. You taking away their baseball and their hockey. 100%. NFL's still going to play. NFL's still going to play. Let's not. Let's 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 be real here. And they're going to run nothing but knots and crosses <laughs> ads <laughs> the entire time. Ray Lewis going to be Ray Lewis going to be having to do the promos uh, in the middle. They're they going to have the well, fuck out of here. They have Hershel walk out that bitch. <laughs> we know they ain't worth a damn. Um but yeah, this is big, and um, I don't think we've seen a protest this size within professional sports. I'll say ever. I've never seen it. Never happened. Um, and the only time we have seen players individually protesting these things, usually they are made pariahs. Yeah. Um. Uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Mm-hmm. Didn't they get him the fuck out of there? Yep. Um, so yeah, very rarely do we see this on such a such a widespread level. Something is on the verge. Something's got to change. It has to change. And this is another example of when I say the price went up. It was definitely going up. Uh, you know, the, the 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 NBA has become a players' league over the last several years. Yeah. Um, they very smart, very smart, very savvy. They they hold a lot of the political capital. Of the league and, yeah. and and to the NBA's credit, they've been very supportive of it. Um, the the thing I like about some of the the recent statements from the NBA and some of the teams has been um, we recognize what our players we we, we recognize how our players feel. Um, we support them mm-hmm. and what they choose to do. Right. The time is for us to listen, and the time for us to understand. We are going to step the fuck back. And follow their lead on what they decide to do from 100%. here. hundred percent. Which is the way that it should be. Absolutely. And this is what and 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 this is what it looks like when the price goes up. Because black labor, now that now that all the cards are on the table and that everybody knows what's up, and that everybody and that everybody knows the plight, and that the plight of black people in America is being laid out on the table in front of everybody for the whole world to see undeniably. Having black people in your spaces is going to cost you a little more. There's a black tax. There's a black tax now. And the black tax used to, the black tax goes the other way now. There's always been a black tax in kind of corporate spaces and in kind of the workforce. It goes the other way now. Our labor, our sweat, our intellectual labor, our intellectual content costs a little more than it did now that you know that we give our lives just to leave the fucking house every day. The price just went up. That's what it means. The price went the fuck up. And the price going to keep going up until y'all fix this shit. And even after that, the price probably going to stay up. It's gonna stay up, man. Y'all, y'all got these. Y'all dudes, know our worth now. These dudes have put their lives on hold to go into an actual bubble 
away from their families, away from their normal lives, away from their mistresses. For uh, so they, you know, so, so they recently have um, allowed a provision that will allow a family member or close personal friend access into the bubble. Close personal friend. Yeah. So the the side piece side door has now been open. Oh boy. But <laughs> but. You know, you're removing them from their normal lives, and they're and they have to watch this shit happen from within a bubble. And in some cases, there's their feelings of helplessness where you're like, I can't even be out there to do what, do what I got to do. That's got to take a psychological toll. So you know what? What I'm not going to do is I'm not going to sit out here and entertain y'all. Fuck you. Fuck your advertising money. Fuck all of you. And there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money that goes into keeping these these players on the court. There's a lot of people that stand and make a lot of money off of these players individually. Yep. These all these players have teams. All these players have teams that keep them. Yep. That keep the that that keep their PR looking good. That keep them salaried. There's a lot of money to make off all these people, and there's a lot of money that stops. Yeah. When they say no. Fuck that. The price just went up. And there are a lot of players, you might think that they're rich, but they live check to check. Facts. So they they, they risk a lot by doing this. You know, there's, they, stand, they stand to maybe get sent down to G League, anything. Um, but I'm proud. I'm proud to see it. I'm proud that, I'm proud that people, that black people that have been considered million dollar workhorses, are standing up for themselves. And that, that's the other thing, man. Like, they act like just because these dudes are, are wealthy or whatever that, like, they... Do you know a lot of these niggas came from the dirt? Facts. Um, um, dudes, dudes, uh, he plays for Milwaukee. His name is Sterling Brown. I think his name is Sterling Brown. He's an actual NFL, uh, NBA player. He was one of the okay. people that gave the statement yesterday. Okay. He was actually, in 2018, he was actually pulled over and harassed by cops. For being black. And he plays for the fucking team of the fucking city that pulled this bull. Yes. So don't don't act like just because we got some money that we're immune to this shit. This I mean, affects their lives too. There are people who Excellent. there are people who tried to tell me shit like just because of my position at work, I'm I'm in a managerial position that I've come up from a certain level of shit. And I should be glad because there are certain things that I'm immune to now. Fuck no, fuck no. Yeah. As I as I as I mentioned in my IG story rant yesterday, I am always, regardless of what you think of me, regardless of how well I speak, regardless of how knowledgeable I appear, there are always people who will judge me by my appearance. Yeah. And not by who I am. There are people. Do you know? The the uh, shit the rand is coming the the one of the most difficult parts of Get the, your shit off, bro. one of the most difficult parts of the black experience is that we are made to believe that any level of success that we achieve is an exception and not an expectation right if if we achieve any level of success we should be overjoyed because we've overcome great odds to get where we are when it should be that that is an expectation that you succeed if you have the tools to do so. We should just be happy to be there. We should be happy to be fucking millionaires. Fuck you. I am not interested in hearing any other side of the story any longer. As we said at the top of this program, 
At, at this point, the answer to most people, the response is going to be "fuck you." Right, right on, man. Real talk. Um. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I, I can't add anything to that. That's just the real shit. Like I said, I, you know, I'm. That's that's what it means to me that the price just went up. Let me pour this shit straight, guys. Oh boy, let's go. Um, and last but not least, uh, in white people must be stopped. Steve Bannon was arrested. <laughs> Steve Bannon finally, uh, who has apparently not found a cure for his grayscale, uh, has been arrested for uh, man look like human shingles. <laughs> Shot. Oh shit! Was arrested for fraud. Shocking. Um, on the um for the border wall fund. Surprise. Um, this just lends itself to what I said two years ago that so many people were going to go to prison. Yep. And that none of them would be Donald Trump. Very true. I said this a long time ago, and it's even. It has even further been enforced and has led to my theory. I have a theory. Okay. Donald Trump, Donald Joseph Trump will never see prison. Mm -hmm. At least not during his presidency. Because Donald Joseph Trump is a federal informant. Wait, 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 wait. Donald Joseph Trump, I believe, is a federal informant for the Justice Department. You got to be careful. That sounds very Q Anonish. I know. That's very Q Anonish. I know. Hear me out. At some point, it got decided that Donald Trump was a fucking criminal. Um, the Justice Department tried to move on this. Someone, somewhere, high up, stopped them and said, "Listen, yes." This fuck should go to prison. We all know it. We all know he shouldn't be in this. He, we all know he shouldn't be in this position of power. But to perp walk a sitting president of the United States would undermine everything we want people to believe in in the republic. Period. But it's him, though. It's him. At the same time, it's going to give us certain. It's going to give a certain group of people a lot of leverage. That's true. That another certain people don't want them to have. That's true. And you think people didn't have faith in voting before? Perp walk a sitting president of the United States. I mean, gladly. Don't get me wrong. Gladly perp walk this motherfucker. It, it 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 it's gonna get batshit crazy out there, and the mood is going to go left. And our government doesn't leave anything to chance in those regards. Um. So what do they do? We will let you. We will let you sit this shit out. We will let you carry out the president. You carry out the presidency. If you got to give us everybody else, though. You got to give us everybody. How many motherfuckers that that, that were revol- that revolved around his campaign have gone to prison? Everybody and nobody, nobody has brought him down, and everybody supposedly has the magic bullet info to bring him down. Now I, I, Kushner's probably left out of the deal. Don Junior's probably left out of the deal. 
Melania's probably left out of the deal. You gotta let my family. You gotta let my family. She out. might be the only reasonably innocent person in this she whole thing. She is going to escape back to Russia, back to Uncle Vladimir. Now, once now the deal is, if you lose this election, and you are no longer a sitting president of the United States, come November, all bets are off. He says, you know, you know, Trump. That's not going to be a problem. I'm going to win. They love me. Man. And so, at some point, they've just. Now, they can't do it like the movies. They can't do it like the mob movies where they play the opera and they have all the FBI running in slow motion, running everybody down. But they're getting everybody one by one. And when Donald Joseph Trump loses this election, Telling you what's gonna happen, saying it now. They're gonna wait a month or two. They're gonna bring him up on charges, and it's gonna end like the end of one of these one of these mob movies, where the FBI raids all the joints at once. They play the opera music. Niggas walking out of the pizzeria. Niggas trying to run out the back door and get caught. They catch Donald Trump. They gonna catch him. Walking out of church, hand in hand with Melania, they gonna come for him. They gonna come for him. They gonna put the. They gonna try to put the cuffs on him. He's gonna say, "Wait." He's gonna try to take his wife's hand. She's gonna snatch it away. She loves doing that shit in public. Oh, it's beautiful. She's gonna snatch it away. They gonna drag him off in the little wagon. She's going to catch up to him and say, wait. She's going to try to hug him. She's going to pull him in close. She's going to say, it was me. <laughs> you bitch. And just slide that nigga. And just slide that nigga as he goes away. You bitch. I can't believe you did this to me. And then the last scene we're going to see is Melania Trump. Oh, she's going to go back to her regular name. <laughs> Melania Kavinskovich. St- standing on the, on, the, on the top floor of Trump Tower. The FBI agent going to walk in. Just what we agreed, right? Just what we agreed. Damn. It's going to pull back. She's going to be sitting there on the top floor of Trump Tower looking down. Looking down at the rest of New York. All you gonna hear. Oh. Eh, oh. Eh. Baron no one man should have all that power. Baron's gonna walk in. The music's gonna cut off immediately. <laughs> Melania's gonna look back and like. Bar- Baron, what is it? Mom, do you have any more snack packs? This has been this has been a very special episode of Nigga Peace Theater. Oh man. We're gonna be right back with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. You were listening to America you were listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Not gonna say America, that's how we get in trouble. You were listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. (laughs) 
We are clearly drunk. <laughs> And we're back. We're black. Certainly. We are opinionated and Man. we have to be fucking wasted. Good grief. It's time for your listener letters. Now we have a listener letter that was actually left over from last week. Mm. They got it in kind of at the 11th hour and we missed it. Uh, Tales to Enrage, a.k.a. Greg Black asks, Sorry if this is too late. It's been a busy day, but which Sesame Street monster would you want to have on your side? If shit got real. Interesting. Very. I agree. That's that that's 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 a very interesting one. Um uh, for me, I you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my favorite, man, Oscar the Grouch. You know, Oscar Oscar's a real one. Oscar's ahead of the curve. Oscar's been social distancing his entire life. Um I mean, it looks like he lives in a trash can, but if you ever go in his house, man, he got some shit in there. You know, what Oscar I'm ain't wearing no mask though. He ain't fucking. Yeah, that is true though. Oscar man. ain't wearing no mask. Oscar is Oscar, but you know, he's also the type of dude that'll be like, "I need a haircut," and he'll go to the Capitol with an AR-15 demanding a haircut as well. Well, that too. Um, That's true. So yeah, I mean, I, I fuck with him, but he he can also be he, he definitely votes for Trump. Uh, so one hundred percent, he definitely votes for Trump. Uh, Damn, so that complicates it. Um, well, you know, he might go third party, depending on who who's running. He might go third party. That's true, but he, he also might be a libertarian. That's my that's my fear. He'd vote for the Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar the Grouch is a libertarian. I, I, I already know. Oh, that. yeah. He's still one. He's still talking about how they fucked over Ron Paul. Yeah. And he's just like, man, keep the, the government, keep the government out of my trash can. In the fair, keep big government out of my garbage. Oh, fuck. Um, I'm gonna me personally, my pick. I'm gonna go with Grover. Oh, Grover, old school dude. Yeah, doesn't get nearly enough shine. I feel like he has a. I feel like he has a secret grudge with Elmo. They gave this motherfucker a little tickle me doll. He don't know how to act no uh, more. Elmo kind of soft, man. Yeah, he got all this attention for nothing. You gotta show Cobra Kai. Where the dude from where where the bully from Karate Kid is the main dude now, and yeah. it turns out Daniel Larusso's <laughs> kind of an asshole. Um, it's a lot like that. There's okay. a lot of little buried feelings there. I feel like deep down Grover got hands. I feel like he got hands because Grover's always he's always all over the place, man. Grover got hands. Grover got that little cape and helmet. Grover got mental issues. Uh, he definitely got mental issues. Uh, Grover is sick of people's shit, and if and when they when they when they rap filming, if Grover see Elmo on the street, it's on site. It's on site. They gonna have a problem right there. They didn't had a couple of fallings out at the club. <laughs> Gordon and Maria, you know, like you know, like when you know Maria had to break the shit up. Yeah, you know, like when like when Cardi and Nikki fell out on on, on Fashion Week. She's throwing the shoe at the chick and all that shit. Um, Elmo didn't really want to see him. I don't really fuck with Elmo because I, I still think Elmo is a sexual predator, man. What? Elmo out here telling kids to tickle him and shit, man. That shit don't really. Didn't the dude who voiced Elmo get in some trouble like that? Uh, yeah. Come to think of it. Oh shit. Oh, you right. Damn. Elmo is a sexual predator. Yeah. Ain't nothing sacred, bro. That's why Grover got them hands for him. Oh man. Well, thank you, thank you, Tales to Enrage. 
for that question. <laughs> uh, I love that y'all challenge us. <laughs> um, I have a review. Want me to do it now or later? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Okay. We, we got actually, a review. We actually got a review. Let's this go. Week, this week. I'm ready. Um, so, first of all, this this person gave us five stars. Woo! Oh, this is from this is from Candace. Candy on Chrome. Okay. Shout out, shout out to Candace. Shout uh, out. Shout out. It's titled, Original, Honest, Thoughtful Content. Okay. I like it. All right. Uh, ears That's more than we deserve. I like yes. it. The show flows great because Oz and D. Randall have great chemistry. And even when they're telling hard truths... It's still entertaining and funny. Hey. That's wonderful. Thank you, Candace. That's wonderful. Thank you, Candace. I love that people, I love that that's what people get from our show. (laughs) (laughs) Every time, you know, people, at first I was like, you know, people make a lot more out of of this podcast than I ever really thought it could be. But that's kind of what you want. Yeah. That's what you want. I'm here for it. And it challenges us. And makes us better podcasters. Um... I think the alcohol makes us better podcasters. Uh, the alcohol definitely makes us better podcasters. There's a nice dent in this. Shout out to Jack. <laughs> We've been drinking this shit straight for at least half the program. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, with that, we will just go right into the top three STFUs. Let's go. Who are the three people in America that need to shut, shut the fuck the up? Fuck up. We have uh, Runners Up. Okay. Herschel Walker. Speaking of running up, <laughs> Herschel Walker is—he's got the sads. Oh. He's sad that he's lost so many friends oh. because he's a Trumper. No, and he's sad that people think Donald Trump is a racist. Oh no! Well, and Tony Dorsett was a better running back. Well, Sorry. that's true too. That's so oh, Ohio. That's true too. Um, look, uh, I, I don't know if it's the CTE kicking in. But I hate to break it to him. Sentiment Hitler is, in fact, a racist. <laughs> it, it, we can't use that as the title. I, I, I know. The, the ads won't let me do that. I it. know. I, I know. But, I, 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 dude, you, you just have to. So, okay, look. Who asked him? Who keeps interviewing Herschel Walker? That, that's, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Like, who the fuck asked him? And who cares about Herschel Walker's loss of friends? I bet it's Vlad. I bet Vlad keeps talking. I bet anything there's a Vlad interview with Herschel Walker. I know there is. Herschel seated against a a plain gray wall (laughs) with a voice coming from the left side of the screen that we assume is Vlad. Then stop. Again, stop talking to Vlad, y'all. Stop talking to Vlad. Um, uh, Other runner-up is Umar Johnson. This is a this is a surprisingly low ranking for the re- for the returning uh, right. for the returning contender. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised because he um, it was nasty. Don't get me wrong. The only reason he's a runner up is because the three people are in are in more positions of influence. Uh, the top three are actually in more positions of influence. <gasps> Are you saying Dr. Umar Johnson is not an influential person? He's not influential to people um, that matter or that um, go to bed after 8.30. Are you, um, saying, are you saying that people who have their PayPal link at the top of their Twitter page are not? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, his, 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 his email list for uh, Hidden Colors. 
uh, basically, he, he put out a tweet, a graphic of uh, several basketball players that said, if you, NBA, if you NBA players are serious about this protest, then no more dating outside your race. And the problem with the the first problem is half the people on this graphic are not dating or are married to white women. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> Steph Curry is not married to a white woman. LeBron James is not. LeBron James is not. Russell Westbrook is not. I don't believe Paul George or Victor Oladapo are. Uh, Joel Embiid is not. And Giannis Antetokounmpo okay. is Greek. There's and a white boy on this. Jokic from the Nuggets is Serbian. <laughs> he is not black. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Umar Johnson, man? Well, there's several things there's wrong several with Umar things. Johnson. But, yeah, this is, and he should shut the fuck up. But this is a minor shut the fuck up compared to our top three. Wait, what I love about Umar Johnson is that people re- respond to Umar Johnson with Umar Johnson memes. <laughs> That's, that's how you know you're a fucking clown, um, or or that 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 yeah, donations. Oh, anyway, um, Terry Crews. Terry Crews is one up again. This nigga tweeted bizarrely. Defu- what did he say? Defund no, Magic he, he City. He said he said boycott Magic. Boycott City. Magic City. What the fuck? First of all, what did Magic City do to you? That lets you know he doesn't like black women. Uh, that lets you know he likes black women too much and is trying to make this shit look good for his wife. One or the other. One or the other. It's, he's, it's, he's trying to put black women out of work. Which is just wrong. I, black women in the sex work industry should be flourishing in the, the, in the era of P-Valley. Mind you, this is a man who once said that he, at his worst, masturbated for about 11 hours a day. So, because uh, remember, he, he he always used to talk about his little stupid sex. Let me not say stupid. He talked about his sex addiction. And at some point, he admitted to masturbating up to 11 hours a day. Sir, I am a person that does not go to strip clubs very often. I mean, in fact, I, I haven't been to a strip club in... Ooh, 15 years or so. Maybe. I think it's going on 10 for me. Yeah, I, I'm just not really into them like that. Um, however, I respect the craft. I respect what they do. I respect that they are a business. And fuck you for trying to steal that from other people. Shaming sex workers. What did titties do to you? What did titties do to you? Obviously nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Did nothing to him or for him. Fuck Terry Crews. Fuck Terry Crews. Really, fuck Terry Crews. It's fun to crack on him every now and then, but fuck Terry Crews. Fuck him. My God. Number three is Sean King. Oh. Yes. Uh, the man, uh, uh, the original Swiper. <laughs> uh, swiper all swiping. Uh, the Talcum X. The man of steel, S T E A L, steel, <laughs> uh, is back at it again. He has in the in the wake of the Jacob Blake shooting, he has threatened to release the names and personal information of innocent police officers. 
until the police officer that shot Jacob Blake is brought to justice. I can't tell you how counterproductive this actually is. This is super counterproductive. Dude, 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 dude. This, first, first and foremost, nobody believes Sean King will actually do this. There's nothing in his... There's nothing in his background, there's nothing in his track record that makes me believe that his word is good enough that I should take him on that I should take his word on him actually pulling this shit because it's actually kind of illegal. That's why Anonymous it, it's, does it's, it and that's why their name is Anonymous. It's very illegal. It's extortion. That's why the people that do it are named Anonymous. Um because if they weren't anonymous, they'd be in prison. Also, it's 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 morally it's morally corrupt for him to do so. So you know, if even if you're a person that believes that all cops are bad or whatever you want to say, um, and if you even if you feel like all cops are complicit in the in the presence of bad cops, sure, yeah, the solution to this is not to involve police officers that were not there when this particular instance happened right it is as you said it's counterproductive and what it does is it undermines the efforts of everyone that is trying to seek actual justice now you're criminalizing you're criminalizing the response to a criminal act you're a fucking idiot it's just creating chaos grow a connecting beard (laughs) first (laughs) release the information on that dox that nigga. (laughs) and at this point Doxing is one of those things that really should get you kicked off Twitter. I don't understand how Sean King has a Twitter anymore. If David Dukes isn't allowed to have a Twitter and Talib Kweli isn't allowed to have a Twitter, Sean King should not be allowed to have a Damn. Twitter. Put Sean King in the same category as a a career racist and a career woman hater. Fuck him. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, right. That, isn't that a sick list? Damn. <laughs> Isn't that a sick list? What was it? What was that other dude that got kicked off? Milo something, whatever. Milo Yannanopoulos. Yeah. No, same. Yeah. You put him in the same. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Once you want to cross this line, sure. And 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 honestly, that's a parallel to be drawn. Milo is a he is an agent of chaos. Yeah. He thrives off of the bullshit. Sean King thrives off of the bullshit and off of stealing uh, funding. Especially that part. Especially, particularly stealing funding. Uh, so Sean King should really should really just adjust his hairline, um, get some beard oil, and shut the fuck up. The logic of activism. He really is. You know, I've never seen him and logic in the same place at the same time. And thankfully so, because neither one of them motherfuckers would shut up. And honestly, nobody. There's still nobody that can convince me that logic isn't the dude, the kid that shot Drake on Degrassi. Damn. Um, number two is Joe Biden. Again, man, look. Okay, uh, Joe Biden came out this week with a statement about the Jacob Blake shooting and about the protests, um, in solidarity with the with Jacob Blake. And the the problem is his focus was on the damaged property. His focus was on um quote unquote violent protesting, which is just not happening. Which is not happening. It's and not happening. the only violent processing that's happening is with seven is the seventeen year olds that showed up with guns to shoot protesters that did not have weapons. And if you're more focused on finger wagging at protesters than the th- than A, the thing that they're protesting, and B the violence used to silence the protesting, 
then you're not a part of the conversation. You need a system update because this has been the conversation for months now. And you really just and you really just need to shut the fuck up because you're not doing your case. You're not doing your case any good. And this is just ammo for the Republicans to use at the fucking debates. We're trying to vote for you. We're trying. And you're not making it any easier for us. Because we already know you're an incompetent income fucking poop. So just shut the fuck up. We didn't we didn't need you to speak on this, honestly. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up and just let us vote for you and let and so we can so we can get this motherfucker out of office and have some sense of normalcy. <clears throat> let us help you. Help us help you. Let somebody else write your speeches, dude. Let somebody else speak for you. Let somebody else speak for you. Just make a just make ambiguous commercials from the paid for by the Joe Biden campaign or however that works that don't have to have your face on it and just come in and say you approve this message. Have someone smart speak for you yes. and say you approve the message. That's it. Just pre-record that shit. Get a Jamal. I'm Any Joe Jamal. I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message. That's it. And just save it. That's it. That's all the contribution we need from you until November. Get a Jamal. Get a Jamal lie and say you have strep throat. Take him to the debates with you. Take him to the debates with you. Let him answer every question there is to answer about black people. And all you have to do is pretend that your throat is scratchy. Come to the podium and say, I am Joe Biden and I approve this message. Yep. That's it. That's it. I have solved your camp the rest of your campaign for you. Thank you, Jamal. Thank you, Jamal. Whoever your Jamal is. I don't even give a fuck if it's Will I Am. Wow. Joe Biden, shut the fuck up. Please. Please, for the love of God, for the sake of democracy, for the sake of the republic. The sake of the free world. For the sake of the free fucking world. Shut the fuck up. And the number one, I've been waiting for this one all, all program. Number one person who should shut the fuck up is Daniel Cameron. Daniel Cameron is the district attorney of, what is it, Minnesota? Yeah, whatever in Minnesota. Whatever, yeah, yeah Minnesota. Um, if you were wondering... Daniel Cameron is a black man. Daniel Cameron is a district attorney in Minnesota where Breonna Taylor was was uh, unlawfully murdered. Um, if you are wondering why uh, the district attorney's office has been dragging their feet on the topic of Breonna Taylor, on the topic of prosecuting uh, the officers that were responsible for Breonna Taylor's murder is because Daniel Cameron turns out to be a, I didn't know this, maybe some of y'all knew this, is a card-carrying Trump supporter. He does just look like a Trump supporter. Look at his hairline. He, yeah, that's a that's a sellout-ass hairline. Every nigga, every coon-ass nigga you ever met in your life got that hairline. Every nigga that, fuck, that fucked you over in student government in college got that hairline right there. That hairline had been through some shit. That's a Zach the Black Ranger hairline. God <laughs> I shit you not. Remember he had the most fucked up hairline of all time? Look at this dude, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. That's a that's a coon forehead. The only people that got that forehead are coons and the Wayans. Well, same no, point. no, no. We're not going to do the Wayans family like that. Okay. That's the first family of black comedy. You're right. You're right. 
Um, even Marlon. Yeah, Marlon. Marlon okay. all right with me. Okay. Marlon all right with okay. me. Okay. Just making sure. Just checking. <clears throat> uh, Daniel Cameron was at the uh, Democrat. Was at the Republican convention this week. Now I don't have a direct quote of what he said because I don't watch the Democrat, the the Republican convention for obvious reasons. It doesn't matter what he said. It doesn't matter what he said. It doesn't matter what he addressed. He has because at this point in the game, at this stage in an election season, you're drawing a line in the sand. At this stage in the election season, you being it, being in in proximity to a man that doesn't mean us any fucking good that doesn't mean the republic that doesn't mean the american people any motherfucking good is you having your mind made up and you drawing a line in the sand we know just from you being in proximity to donald joseph trump that you don't give a fuck about brianna taylor you don't give a fuck about give, giving brianna taylor's killers justice you don't you don't care about brianna taylor's family you don't care about black people in your constituency i'm sure you just as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure you only started hanging out with black people five years ago because you got that forehead i i don't i don't think he started hanging out with them then he probably didn't hang out with them now all all i i don't need to know anything else about daniel cameron other than he has allied himself with people that don't have our well-being in mind at all daniel cameron Fuck you. Suck my dick. Fuck Daniel Cameron. Call for justice for the, for the murder of Breonna Taylor. Fuck Daniel Cameron. Fuck his feelings. Fuck Daniel Cameron. Fuck him. Fuck him with an uncleaned, with an uncleaned stainless steel dildo. Fuck him. I don't care what came out of his mouth. He, if it ain't about Breonna Taylor or giving it or, or giving Breonna Taylor's murderers justice, shut the fuck up. Period. Fuck Daniel Cameron. I can't stress that enough. Daniel Cameron can eat a black-owned dick. Period. Oh, point I made, blank. I made the mistake of going into the comment section. Let me oh get out. shit! Don't do that. Uh, it was the comment section on Fox News too. Let me get out of there. D. Randall, we done a podcast. Fuck. Thank goodness we have. We made it, man. I'm so glad. Um, I needed this. Team Oz, God bless you. Thank you so much uh, for being on this journey with us. Um, we are this. We are officially 103 episodes in the in the bag. Um, we have This isn't us saying we made it, but we're here. And I'm grateful for us being here. I'm grateful for where we're at. Mm. Um, uh, we have. We might be a little late with merch. Yeah, that's my fault, y'all. Nah, we just, we thought there was going to be a hurricane week and other shit. Yeah, just adjusting to normal life out of outside of the anxiety box. Yeah, um, we might be a little late with the merch. You'll prob there'll probably be merch by the time you hear this. Actually, yeah, um, I may throw up some more colors of the original tees. Nice. Let's do, let's do that. Yeah, 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 I like that. I like that. Um, any more uh, with church announcements? No, no, no. I'm okay. Good. Uh, we'll be back next week, or well, we'll be back soon. <laughs> we'll be back. In, we'll be back next week or some or at some point. Yeah. in a week or so. Yeah, with more foolishness and fuckery. Uh, we wanted to give y'all something to round out August with, and here it is. This has been episode one hundred and three. Yep, I have been Oz. I'm still D. Randall, and as always, forever imparting. 
titties.